Hello and welcome to Christ-Dependent Single Motherhood. Are you feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and longing for a safe community of believers? Do you sit up at night googling how to work and homeschool at the same time, or Bible verses on anxiety? Do you wish for a Titus II older woman to help you navigate this lonely parenting path? I'm Sarah, a veteran homeschooling mom daughter of Christ, and no stranger to broken marriage. I know the heavy burden of shouldering a family alone. I only wanted to raise my children to love Jesus Christ, but I watched as my family crumbled in front of me. I didn't know who I could trust, but God provided the healing and discipleship I needed through mentors who spent years faithfully applying His Word to my heart like ointment to wounds. My desire is to use this podcast to share what I've learned, what I'm still learning. My prayer is that you'll be pointed to Christ, learn to forgive, find freedom from fear, and learn that we have a God who can be trusted. Make sure your earbuds are charged and grab your Bible. Let's walk this path together. Hello, my friend. I hope you've had a blessed week at my house. We've been busy in the yard in the vegetable garden, and last week it happened to be my birthday as well. My mom was out of the country, so it was just the younger children and I, and we enjoyed a nice meal out together. Anyway, I was thinking about what to talk about this week, and the topic I was really drawn to, in part because This is something I've talked to some of the women in our group about. It's the topic of the love of God and how that lines up with what we experience in this life, in our sufferings. I think a lot of us would affirm that we believe that God loves us. Most of you listening, I know you have a high view of scripture and you could go to the Bible in any one of many places and point out verses that say yes. God loves us. God loves me. See how great a love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. That's 1 John 3, verse 1. Or we can go to Romans 5, verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So it's right there in the scriptures, all over the place, but When it comes right down to it, when we're experiencing some of the more extreme trials of this life, including broken marriage or the loss of a spouse, possibly betrayal, abuse, abandonment, or perhaps addiction in a loved one, we struggle to trust that God really cares for us or really 
has our best interest at heart, don't we? It can be hard to see and trust in the deep affection that God has for us when it seems like, from our perspective, God isn't answering many of our requests, or maybe it seems like we're being punished for past mistakes, or perhaps we've been following hard after him, seeking to be faithful. We've had a deep desire to be a godly wife and mother and had a heart to do all the things that are pleasing to the Lord. And we look at the circumstances around us and we think, how did it ever turn out this way? These are some of the issues I've had to work through in the past several years. I have to admit, I was so convinced that I believed in the love of God, albeit a kind of sterile academic love without warmth, that I didn't realize the lack of my true belief in his love was actually preventing me from trusting the Lord in all the circumstances he was allowing to take place in my life. If you're listening to this podcast, you may have experienced betrayal and abandonment in marriage. Even the death of a spouse can seem like abandonment at times in the grieving process, and you may be dealing with multiple areas of suffering at once, completely unrelated to your once whole marriage. You may be wondering what you're going to do for work, how you're going to pay the bills. You may be dealing with past trauma or abuse. You may be watching one of the children that you raised to follow Jesus walk away from the faith. At these times, it can be really hard to wrap our minds around this idea that God is not rejecting us. He's not forsaking us, but instead that he deeply loves us. We desperately need to be reminded of God's presence and his affection for us. I remember Several years ago, going through divorce, not by my own choice, kneeling by the side of my bed and feeling numb and just not even knowing what to say, but overwhelmed with the sense that God was an angry judge or a disapproving father withholding his affection from me. I want to tell you that it was through being discipled in God's word, through the godly mentorship I've had that my thinking has done a complete turnaround. And even though the pain remains in my life, the trials haven't ended. I now regard God as a dear, affectionate father and a friend, one who's always present with me, most especially in my darkest hours and who loves and cares for me in the tenderest way. My heart is to help you if you're struggling in this area the way I did, to help you start on the path toward understanding this great love the Father has for us, if we've been adopted into his family through the blood Jesus shed on the cross. The best thing for us to do when we're feeling forsaken by God in our sufferings, and as if he doesn't really care or truly love us, is to go back to scripture and soothe our aching souls with the salve of the truth of his word. There are instructions on this little tub of ointment, and they say, apply daily. So let's go back to God's word and put medicine on this particular wound of feeling unloved and abandoned by God in our pain. The first truth I'd like to bring out is 
that pain and suffering are the result of sin entering into the world through Adam and Eve. What I'm saying is, there's a reason you're suffering. There are multiple reasons behind God's allowing this, but much suffering has nothing to do with God's judgment for individual sins of ours. It's true that some of us are experiencing the consequences of past sinful or unwise choices, but a great deal of the trials we experience are simply because we live in a fallen world with broken and sinful people. The Bible says in Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. So it's saying sin and sorrow and death leaked into all of creation when human beings turned away from God's plan in the Garden of Eden. And again, Job 5.7 says, Man is born for trouble as the sparks fly upward. Think of a fire burning in the night. Those sparks that are produced from the logs burning are inevitably going to rise upward. And the book of Job is saying just like that, just as sparks always go upward, humans are going to experience trouble. In this fallen, broken, sinful world, we will experience suffering in our lives, all of us. But listen to the words Jesus has for us in John 16, verse 33. He says, In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. He's affirming that we're going to have painful trials, but listen to how he's holding out hope. And the hope that he offers is himself. Which brings us to the second truth from God's word as we consider how the love of God lines up with our experience of suffering in this life. The second truth is that if we're in Christ through the new birth that John chapter 3 talks about, God will never leave us nor forsake us. He's here with us in every trial, going ahead of us and leading us in the path we should go. Let's listen to what the scriptures say. Hebrews 13, 5, For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Sisters, remember that even in the darkness, when we feel so alone, we can cling to this truth, the promise of God that he will never desert us. He will never turn his back on us. Next, let's go to the Old Testament. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Remember, the context of this verse was God finishing leading the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. This was a 40-year journey that was brought upon them by their failure to trust in the God who chose them for his own. He was preparing to help them enter the land of promise, Canaan. Now, let me just stop a minute and say, if this is a picture of God's care for sinners, we can be encouraged. Our path of pain may not have been brought on us by our own personal sin, but even if it has, 
Look at the faithfulness of God here. In spite of Israel's sin, God is saying, look, I haven't abandoned you and I'm not going to. I'm going to be with you every step of the way. Look at how faithful I've been. You wouldn't trust me, but I provided food in the wilderness and your sandals didn't even wear out. I'm going to hem you in behind and before and I'm going to keep leading you as I promised. I will not desert you for I have set my love on you. Next, Psalm 23, that old familiar song says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Earlier in the same chapter, David writes, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So once again, we have this image of Christ not only with us, but walking ahead of us, clearing the path and leading us in the way we should go. What more vivid picture of affection and care for our well-being could we ever imagine? The third truth from the Bible that I'd like to bring out is this. No matter what this sorrow is that we're experiencing, God promises that he's using it for mighty purposes in our lives. Yes, he is using it for good. So many of us are familiar with Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Notice how it says all things work for good, not just the nice ones not just the ones that seem like they probably ought to work for good, but all things. That includes what happens in the valley of the shadow. That includes the cancer diagnosis, the lost job, the prodigal child, the adulterous spouse. Let's also look at what James promises. He says in James 1 verses 2 through 4, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Here is clearly a good outcome for trials of various kinds, endurance and maturity. We can remember back where it says in Philippians 1 verse 6, I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Scripture is telling us here in these passages that one of the ways the Lord perfects us or completes us or brings us to maturity is through pain. And let's look at Zechariah 13 verse 9. This is what he says, And I will bring the third part through fire, refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, They are my people. And they will say, The Lord is my God. Could it be that one of the mighty things God is doing in us as he brings us through the fire is that He's teaching us to cling to him and trust him in a way that we never would have otherwise. 
I know that's been true in my life. Is it true in yours? As we wrap up this episode, I have a little assignment for you. If you've been struggling to believe the love of God for you, I want you to take some index cards and copy down some of the scriptures that I've shared. I'm going to be putting a list of them in the show notes. When you get up in the morning, review the truth of God's affection for you, his presence with you, and his good intent for your life. As the teachings of scripture sink down into the inner recesses of your brain, I can guarantee that your responses to life circumstances are going to begin to change, but it takes time. Seek Him daily. Remember these truths daily as much as you need to. Set them before you every day. And most importantly, ask the Lord to work transformation in you by the renewing of your mind, by the power of His Holy Spirit. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. If you've been uplifted in any way by this podcast, it would mean so much if you'd not only subscribe, but leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded believing women on the same path as you, consider joining our Facebook group. A link is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, we have a God who can be trusted.